Chess Talk, episode 244. It is just me, Cody, your host, with Brittany. Hi! No Chloe in the room this time, she's pouting by her front door. And, uh, spoilers, but later on, we'll be having a guest on the episode. Mystery guest! Mystery guest, that is definitely not going to be promoted prior to this. Hello, we're going to be talking about uh, the platform with our mystery guest, the new Netflix thriller movie. Uh, and we're going to be talking about more about our call Saul and catching up. Catching up? Catching on up. <laughs> and I will be playing chess against a computer. Woo! Your favorite thing to do. Let's see how quick I lose. Yeah. And how have you been? How's your week been? It's been fine. Yeah. I don't remember anything crazy happening. We, we uh, painted my brother's new house yesterday we sure did by painting his new house i mean we painted a room uh a very large room yes. give us credit we spent like five hours there so i mean yeah. we we did a lot yeah my back is sore yeah i feel okay my i got a blister on my hand and it popped while i was washing my hands yesterday so that's the only thing that hurts on me yeah you're just a old man it was when I was cleaning out everything. I spent a lot of the time hunched, hunched over. over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we did do that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, really, we haven't done much. No, because we can't. Quarantine. Social yeah. distancing. Uh, we did play another round of Above and Below. Yes, we did. And still enjoying the game, I assume you are? Yes. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, we went in, I think we both went into it with different strategies mm -hmm. this second go around. We were 100% exploring a lot more. Yeah. Uh, because I got some villagers pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And I started exploring probably by like day three, if not day two, I was already going down into the caves. Probably. I think I did on my first one too. Yeah. So. Yeah. We I think were... I built something and then explored. I made it my goal to get this bonus card that gives you more points or however many explorations you do, essentially. So that's why I kept doing it, because I wanted to get like a backlog. And when I eventually get enough money to buy that thing, I would get a bunch of extra points for doing that. Right. That was my strategy. Yeah. And I was just uh, building shit. I was doing the advancement track. That was kind of like my goal. Yeah. And I got two away from the very end so i got a decent amount of points from that and yeah. income and then there's a card or a building that you get where it's two extra points per villager you have yeah. which i got last game yeah and it was still close um i the only reason i won is because of the reputation yeah and so when we were totaling up our scores at the end you were ahead of me by one point. Yeah. And we were like, ah, oh well. You were like, ah, I was like, yeah. And then I looked over and I was like, wait, the reputation. And it gave you five fucking points. Five bonus points yeah. on top of the reputation points too. Yeah. Since I was further down the reputation marker mm -hmm. than you were. Ah, oh, so it was just like a fucking mm -hmm. back and forth tennis match. But Whatever. It's fine. It's a fun game though. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy it, and I do think it could be a podcast episode just because it is. It has a good amount of like um, just discussion and kind of like strategy you can talk about, and you're just describing things like you don't need to be staring at the board constantly. I feel like, mm -hmm. and then there is when you do go exploring, there <laughs> is that like a little bit of RP and stuff that you can yeah. infuse on it, and it has like the chance. So you know. 
stay tuned. I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll come up. Otherwise, I've been playing games, been yeah. streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we streamed a couple, like five or six games at Clue. It was four. Four? Yeah. Oh. We streamed some Clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was fun. You know, you're watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I thought you started watching a new show. Succession. Succession. Yeah. Yes, because um, HBO is free streaming certain shows and movies and docuseries and documentaries. Um, but a good selection, you know, you don't get the Game of Thrones or the Chernobyl Westworld. or Westworld, but you get, you know, Sopranos on the Wire, HBO Classics. Uh, Veep is on there, which I highly recommend. Succession, which is a show that I've heard a lot about. Never really had the means to watch it. I don't pay for HBO. Fuck that. Um, but really good show. I only watched the first episode, but it's very interesting. It's like a dramatic Arrested Development same kind of premise of this really like out of touch rich family but they're all competing for power with any amongst themselves within their hierarchy yeah so it's interesting don't wanna i can't really say much more because i haven't watched more than the first episode but i'm excited about that what are you watching on hbo cody uh i started the docuseries the case against Anand sayad what is that about it's about, uh, if you're into podcasts, you know of Serial Podcast, and the first season of Serial was getting into uh, Adnan Syed's like, murder trial, and the facts surrounding it, and the questionable conviction about Adnan, and so this is the HBO's like own private docuseries about it, kind of after the impact that Serial had on the case. And it's following um, the people involved, like his family and uh, his family friend that's also an attorney, Rabia, and um, the appeal that they went through in 2016 to get the conviction lifted from him. Um, So that's what it's about. Very well-made docuseries. I know um, we will probably start watching Barry at some point. Yes. Going over that. Probably not do like an episode by episode thing, but just watch it to watch it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely I would recommend checking it out. I won't be surprised with, because HBO is doing this, we'll see other big name streaming services do a similar thing, which I think is kind of the right play PR wise, because Mm HBO is getting a lot of buzz because of this and it just, everyone's going through the same thing. So, Hey, why not be nice? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know with, uh, in the gaming community, there's been tons of free games going out. Uh, not like AAA games, but indie developers are really like saying like, hey, you know, here's mm-hmm. my game. I'm going to put it up for free for like a week or whatever. Grab it. And then, hey, just, you know, mm-hmm. please stay safe. So, yeah, that's the the nice little silver lining I've been seeing is like some communities getting together and mm-hmm. tangent. But Animal Crossing, I think, came out at like the perfect time for people that do play it because everyone's loving it. You can go outside and you can fish and you can catch bugs and. I saw there was uh, some article about a Japanese company that they decided that they were going to host their meetings in Animal Crossing. That's funny. <laughs> Since everyone is already on it anyways. So um, I think that there are some lighter, fun moments throughout all of this, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Aside from that stuff, I am still watching Castlevania. I did not finish season two because our entire yesterday was blown. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying like... That was our day. Yeah. Our our day was that and then watching Better Cross Hall on the platform. But I am not finished with season two. I am enjoying it, though. 
Um, season two is definitely getting more into Dracula, which I do enjoy, and kind of his plan and what he wants to be doing. So I am definitely going to be finishing that and probably season three before next episode so I can give a more overall opinion on the show, but still recommend. I do think that it's picking up and showing more of the characters and it's uh, interesting world that I'm starting to get a bigger idea of what it's like. So if you like Castlevania, go watch Castlevania. What? Weird. We're going to get into the platform discussion. So pardon our editing as we... No, this was a seamless conversation. Uh-huh. So uh, as I'm sure I will have prefaced this little segment, we have uh, Alex from Time for Your Hobby... Han. Han. Uh, as you may have recalled, I believe he was on episodes 226 and 232. So if you want to hear more from him, uh, go back to there. But yeah, Alex from Time for Your Hobby has his own podcast where you talk about hobbies. I've been on. Brittany may or may not Spoilers. be coming on an episode. <laughs> um, can he say that? Yeah, yeah, you can say it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Build Spoilers. the hype. So thanks for coming back, Alex. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Yes. Yeah, it feels like a regular, like I have you guys on my show, I come on your show, it's like we're combining our shows together, I know, slowly. It's, it's... <laughs> what is this, a crossover episode? <laughs> it's just, it's a chess talk time hobby, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the name, chess hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Time for your hobby, comma, chess. When are you going to go on and talk about chess as your hobby? Ooh. Is chess your hobby? Uh, I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of lumped into it because of the podcast. Okay. I would say... Asked me three years ago, and I would say it was my hobby, yeah. Okay. But now, now you actually just hate it. You just play it out of spite. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I sit there and fume at the computer as it beats me down every week. Yeah. Because <laughs> I won't play. No, you, you re- refuse. Yeah. But uh, we are going to be talking about the Netflix. Well, yeah, it is a Netflix movie, The Platform, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. came out technically last year, but it just got released on Netflix. It premiered at Toronto International Film Festival Correct. last year. So, I mean, it's considered a 2019 movie, but at the same time, like, not everyone could fucking see yeah, it. Yeah, it's a 2020 movie mm-hmm. for us. Come yeah. On. For us casuals. Uh, casuals. It's the future. Yes. <laughs> How did you find out about the movie, Alex? Did you just see it on Netflix? You're like, oh, it seems interesting. Yeah, that's, bit, <laughs> that's pretty much me <laughs> for everything on Netflix. I'm like, oh, cool. Front page? All right. Yeah, I got, I got nothing to do. Yeah, it's I'll check it out. ominous enough. I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And... It's it was really uh, interesting. There's, I, I can go into details, but I'll let you do your little intro and what you want to talk about. But then I got so much to say. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, just uh, spoilers, timestamps in the description. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in the movie, you know, maybe stop listening now because we're going to spoil it. And if you haven't heard anything about it, uh, this is a movie that's about a prison. That's a vertical prison where it's all just level after level. The entire premise is that there is a platform that descends through the levels with food. There is enough food for everyone in every level to get something, and it's up to your hope in humanity that the people above you will leave you enough food so you can eat, but that clearly does not happen. Spoilers. I'm sure you can see it in the trailer. Yes. Um, So that's all you need to know, and uh, when the trailer came out, I did mention that this is a very similar concept to the short film Next Floor, I think, by I Dennis Villeneuve. I think. I don't know how to say his name. I don't know either. Anyways, <clears throat> that's the preface for this. So please, Alex, 
Well, you know what? what? First of all, it kind of reminds me of Snowpiercer. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. We, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much so like the top. It's a lot of like, sorry. Classism. Yeah. It's a lot like Bong Joon-ho's movies. With yeah. Similar themes. Like that's his favorite theme is classism. Because even uh, Snowpiercer, there's also a parasite where yeah. that's like mm-hmm. the theme. So yeah. it's... Uh, it's an yeah. easy thing to kind of like wrap your movie the around. The dark and grittiness of this, like juxtaposed next to the upper classes, like Willy Wonka esque color schemes, mm-hmm. was like, this is Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, one question I was like wondering, like when I was seeing this, everybody brought one object in before going in and they didn't know why they were bringing that object. So, I, I was trying to think about it. What would I bring in? And while I was thinking about it, I couldn't think of anything, but I was, I'm going to ask you guys, what would you bring in as your one I object? Did- Knowing that it's a prison, probably a weapon. Yeah. But but you don't know it's a prison before you go in, right? Uh, I th- I think some of them do. Yeah. Because okay. like some of them like are like the old man like he, he was a prisoner. He was sent he there knowing someone. It was, exactly. Mm. Um. So I but I also do like uh, Goreng. Is that how he says? Goreng. Goreng, the main character. Yeah. Um. I would probably want to bring like a book or like some sort of entertainment yeah because thinking about it from his perspective he has six months where he's just there and you can bring one thing it's like sure a weapon is the most practical thing but you also have to think mm-hmm. of like your sanity and so that's yeah. like a book maybe fuck it let's go all in on this i'll bring a chessboard <laughs> just the board not the pieces yeah uh, well, i mean like can you bring the pieces because i mean if you look at my chess board that i have mm-hmm. like the pieces are part of the board yeah so because mm. that's perfect you got time to pass and it's not just helping you you're helping your cellmate mm-hmm. so mm. there decided chess board chess board yeah. i like that what about you Britt? i have no idea i don't even want to think about being in that position because i'll just freak out and have anxiety so you'd probably bring a weapon I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Bring like a like your chef's knife. That's like. That's I'm sure a... I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but I am not one that would do well in a survival situation. You would just lock up. And yeah, like I don't want to be in a zombie apocalypse. I would not want to fight to the death for something. Like I would bow out right away. I'm not. I'm not made for that. Would getting more and more of it. Would you be one of the people that just jumps like as soon as you wake up? I don't know. Mm. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like thinking about it. So Alex, what would you bring? Oh, that's a good question. Um, at first, my stupid head is like, oh, duct tape. I'm like, wait, wait a second. No, duct tape. Duct tape's good in a lot of things, but probably not in a prison. I feel like I'd have to bring a weapon that doesn't like not a sword, something that doesn't get dull. I know what the guy says it's a knife that keeps on getting sharper and sharper every time you use it. Plus. Yeah, every time. Maybe a blunt I weapon. Want that knife? Yeah, just for cooking aspects and baking. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe like a blunt object, maybe like a bat or anything like that. Yeah. Or like a, the... I was thinking like a crowbar or something. Oh, like that'd be good. You could use yeah. it to like bash and also it has pointy ends. Yeah. At no point did uh, none of them look outside to try to orientate themselves. Because there are windows, right? I don't know if they were windows or just like light fixtures. But... Oh, okay. Ooh, that's misleading. Okay, maybe there are light fixtures. Okay, never mind. Forget what I said. By the end of the movie, like, there's clearly some sort of, like, phantasmical, fantastical, whatever, um, element going on here. Like, when, mm-hmm. again, spoilers, when you he reaches the bottom floor and, like, it's just this abyss. 
Yeah. Like something weird is going on with this entire building. Yeah. So it kind of like leads me to believe like there isn't an outside perhaps or something like that. I've read like some people's theories about it and they think that the entire bottom floor, the 333 with the girl and below didn't really exist. Yeah. And that Ooh. he died on his way down after that beating. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't see that. That seems pretty believable because her we're really jumping ahead yeah um <laughs> so let, we'll go back to that yeah that's fine um put a pin in that yes but uh overall did you like the movie alex i loved it okay it was, yeah it was one of those movies that it's a thriller mystery and it's one of the who to believe kind of situation yep. And uh, it really puts class into perspective, as a lot of movies do that nowadays. But uh, it's like if you don't if you don't share the food, we're gonna shit on your food. Mm-hmm. Say it to the next guy down. Like, okay. And, and it worked uh, for a little. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really cool. I I really want to watch it again, just knowing the solution. I thought the, the little girl was real, and I'm like thinking, why did the mother never find her? Because didn't the mother go all the way to the bottom? Um, we don't know if she ever yeah. made it all the way to the bottom because yeah. it's possible she kept getting like stopped along mm-hmm. the yeah. way. Or... Another person's theory was that, you know, she goes down once a month, eventually gets down there, stays with the little girl mm. the rest of the month and then has to wake up on a new floor. And then every month she goes back to try to find the girl. Mm-hmm. But she if was... the girl even exists. And on top yeah. of that, I don't why would she stay with the girl when she's looking for her lost son? Because she never really had a son. Mm-hmm. She just probably yes. like wants to be a mother figure. Mm-hmm. Maybe she woke up with that child one day, wanted to protect the child, mm-hmm. and then every day, every month goes back to try to find the child. Because uh, the child seems in good health. Yeah, yeah, with no food. That's what I wanted to like touch on, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm more inclined to believe that that child just doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how could it... Be down there. I don't think a child could survive at all down there. There's oh, no. no way. And I yeah. probably missed this, but what was the? Was this an experiment, or what were they trying to do? It's for, like a prison experiment. Yeah. It seems like. Yes, I I think it's for prisoners a good way to just kind of ship them off and not worry about them, but also like the Gorang and uh, administration lady. It's like it's also a volunteer thing to kind mm-hmm. of. Um, you get a diploma for doing it, mm-hmm. so it's like there is some sort of benefit to doing it, but yeah. it's, I don't know. They are testing humanity to see if they could implement this self-management system. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they just kind of went a little lax on the world building of this. Like, they tried to keep it pretty, um, like, breadcrummy, mm-hmm. like what the greater mm-hmm. world is like. Yeah, one thing I found like really did she do that with the uh, the administration lady who brought her dog knowing what the whole place was like so stupid yeah that's what makes me think like they kind of touch on it where like the people in the administration above really don't know mm-hmm. what goes on they think like this is some idealistic they can achieve what we want them to achieve so it's fine I can just go down there bring my dog and I'll be fine mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. you won't and, like, they immediately get moved to 202, which is a floor she didn't even know existed. So. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Everything's a lie. Yes. Yeah. It's. As soon as the dog's there, you know, like, okay, that dog's dying. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I was surprised? I was surprised, like, nobody else thought of going onto the platform and going all the way back up. Because they, they, 
they see the platform going up every day at the exact same time. So yeah, because I'm. I mean, definitely the people at the top wouldn't want to do that. Maybe like the first fifty floors, they'd be like, "Oh no, I got a good level this month. Like, I'm just gonna ride it out." Yeah. But you mm -hmm. think people down at like 100, 150, they would easily be like, "All right, fuck this. Like, let's yeah. just get on the platform and see what happens." Yeah. So you do need some sort of like suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish it. for that though they would have included like at least a throwaway line about the people that have tried that and what weren't what went wrong or something. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, yeah, like. Maybe it's kind of implied that the people down below, since they're so hungry, they're much more likely to just go mad and kill each other yeah. than think sanely. And also, like, the lower you get, the more desperate the people are. And so the more likely, like, you won't survive mm -hmm. getting all the way to the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. A throwaway line would have been good, like, if they mentioned, like, oh, yeah, people try that. But the people down below, they don't let them get very far. Yeah. Or something. Like, because they immediately see... Miharu, is that her name? Yeah. Mm, yeah. They immediately see her like get attacked on the next level below them the first yeah. time they see her. So I'm just like, okay, you're not going to make it very far. Right. You know what? I'm not a scientist. I'm not an uh, expert in physics, but I was like wondering, wouldn't the G Force just like destroy that little yes. girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was waiting to see. It's just like, if you saw it from her perspective, it's just like instantly you're blacking out and like, mm -hmm. yeah. no way your brain is going to yeah. survive that. And then she's on like some glass and metal, like that would just cut her face open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, suspension of disbelief while you're watching it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Don't pay attention to the nitty gritty. Just enjoy the theme and yeah. what's going on. I would like to say one of the positives for mm -hmm. me was uh, the first uh, cellmate, uh, Trimagasi. Mm -hmm. He, I think, was like the best side character of this entire. He was very like Hannibal Lectory yes, to me. Very he was charismatic in an interesting kind of way. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Like, yeah. <laughs> obviously. obviously. I'm not even going to say obviously that. <laughs> uh, I think it was just like kind of the perfect introduction to this world. Yeah. And he was the best kind of like mentor to have right from the get go. So mm -hmm. I really enjoyed him and just how he like slowly introduced us and Gorang into this world. So. And you can see it. And you could also see how he lost his mind as in. The aspect of moral thrown out the window. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's that thought of waking up and you're trapped is just mm -hmm. the worst thing possible. Mm -hmm. And just the slow descent to him. And like, I, what is like the most like grotesque part, which will seem odd, is just like as the days went by in that second month for him. It's mm -hmm. like how much yellow and brown the cloth around him got just because he literally had to just sit there and soil himself. And like, that was his existence mm -hmm. for a little over a week. I think it was yeah. just fucking God awful. It was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was, um, like I said, there are other movies with pretty similar themes, which yeah. is maybe different ways they show mm -hmm. how it's going. But it was fun. Fun? Yeah. Like, fun, I wasn't fun. bored. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I had a, the same thing with Snowpiercer. Yeah. Like, I said it was fun, but it's like, I just, I wasn't sitting there. It like, wasn't boring. 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 It was um, thrilling. Yes. Uh, you know, one thing, one thing I was also thinking, I'm like, I know I shouldn't be thinking these things. I'm like, yeah, this, this is a really tall, is it? underground or is it above ground like do other people yeah, see this building it's like it's a giant just 333 story building uh, it's, it's pretty high yeah 
I don't know how structurally sound that building would be. Going into seeing the movie, I was hesitant because it seemed like the, I guess the metaphor was a little on the nose and it would annoy me. But if you don't focus on that, it's still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get frustrated when people's message becomes very, very overt. And like the whole, oh, are you suggesting communism? <laughs> like, okay. Yes, okay, yes. That was just very you got me. <laughs> subtle. Very subtle line right there. Yeah. But I, I also think it's interesting for uh, Trimagasi to say that because he is like an older person. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's like more of their generation thing where they like even hear that word and they're like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. So I thought that but that was interesting. I did read some interviews with the director where he wasn't mm-hmm. really trying to critique like one system of, you know, capitalism or socialism, mm-hmm. or communism, whatever it may be. He was more trying to critique just the innate sense of selfishness in humans yes and he had this like great quote because someone was asking you know is it relevant that what we're going through right now is when you release this movie and he's like i think it doesn't matter when it was released it's always going to have the same Mm -hmm. impact Mm -hmm. and you know if we released it now and it was toilet paper and face masks on the platform it'd be the same (laughs) outcome Mm -hmm. yeah it's like fuck yeah no i it's another good thing about the movie it's just like um Trimagasi was saying like you know the people above us won't listen and like people mm-hmm. below us fuck them they're below us yeah yeah and then and the only way to get them to listen is to threaten them yeah mm-hmm. and Gorang was can't shit up Gorang was <laughs> like well I mean what about when we're above like shouldn't we like you know be nice to people down below and Trimagasi was like no they're below us like mm-hmm. come on we made it up here yeah Fuck. Mm-hmm. take advantage of this moment another thing i noticed i don't know if i would do this but you've noticed some cutscenes are like people just trampling on cake and other food i'm like would yeah. that happen would that so actually bad. happen i think i think they are just kind of reveling in it and it's just this like vicious cycle it it's gets like, so animalistic yeah. the longer and, you are without food and yeah. when you finally get a taste of power being <laughs> above like you just but it's also last month the people above you did that, so it's mm-hmm. like, right, fuck them. I'm above them, so now I'm gonna step on everything and yeah. get it fucked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just constant. I'm just looking at a picture right now of just all the food. I'm like, it is fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, and mm-hmm. like you think about it, like when you the first like feeding time, like you look at the food and you're like, I mean, there's still food there, like it doesn't look terrible. But then like you really think about it, it's like, oh yeah. He says it's like, oh, I'm eating 94 people's leftovers or whatever that number is. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I would probably wait a couple days too. You're going to not want that. Yeah. And it's, it's cool as well how, when I say it's cool, but the, uh, the idea that you cannot keep anything on your floor. Yeah, I do like that. <sighs> that no stressed me out so yeah. much. Because if you're keeping, if you're storing a bunch of food, then fucking people on level one or two could just take half of it and yeah fuck you yeah so i guess it teaches them to be like you have to choose what you want to eat in the moment i think that's like part of their relegation where they think like okay we're going to punish them for hoarding so that way that will um incentivize them to just eat ration it and Mm -hmm. whatever but no no man Nope, just straight up no. Nope. People are inherently <laughs> terrible. Yeah. There was a philosopher who said that. Result. He was like, a society is evil, but people are good or something like that? Or the opposite? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I've heard. That sounds like a familiar quote. Yeah, yeah, some guy with a long beard said it, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like, 
European guy. Yeah, yeah, white mid, hair. Mid mid thousand centuries. <laughs> Do we have any other major thoughts on this movie? Any other standout scenes, standout characters? Standout scene, maybe when he's just cutting uh, this is a little gruesome, but when he's cutting out his leg or is it his butt? Just yeah, I think he was uh cutting his thigh. His thigh. Termagasi. Yeah. yeah. That was gross. Like you yeah. saw he had no more. I was like, I'm not gonna kill you because the meat's gonna rot really quick. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna make you last a lot, lot longer. Mm-hmm. Just cut off bits of your flesh and he's like, I'll try my best to stitch you up so and then i'll share yeah yeah that's I'll, of, I'll give you your share that's yeah. what he said that'd be i don't even know how i'd feel like i know i'd be in pain if that would happen to me but would you eat your own flesh Fuck I, I think in that certain circumstance you want to say no but after day 20 of no food that's, you're you're going to like your body will override your mind and make you go fuck that wow. this is food i need it I don't like thinking of this. <laughs> well, like, nope, 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 nope. I'm out. I'm out of this. Even, we saw that with Goring where like he first tried to eat some of Trimagasi and like coughed it up or whatever. And then like eventually it just mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. started eating him because you need to. Your body overrides yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gruesome. Mm-hmm. The mind works in mysterious and dangerous ways. <laughs> I didn't think the movie was amazing. I don't know what necessarily I was missing from it. I did think that the theme really you know struck with me mm-hmm. um the concept of it was good i probably would have liked more world building even though we didn't see more world building like mm-hmm. i don't get why there was the shots of the level zero or what the fuck over the chefs like mm-hmm. i was waiting for them to expand upon that more or show us more mm-hmm. like i think it would have served the movie just as well if we never saw how the food was being prepared or yeah. who was doing it I think the point of that was just to show the wastefulness of the upper classes where, you know, it was a big deal to like the head chef that there was a hair on that panna cotta, but the people down below starving and eating each other wouldn't give a shit if there was a hair on it, but just give them food. Yeah. Don't Mm -hmm. let them die. Yeah. Would you say it would be better if it was like, kind of like, remember the Saw movies when they first came out, you just jump right into the scene. You have no idea what's happening. And you don't, they don't really, you don't really see the background. You're always in, immersed in like the people's struggle. Yeah, kind of? I think that either go one way or the other. Show us nothing about it or give us more information so we can kind of see mm. the nuts and bolts of what they're really accomplishing as opposed to just a line or two. Because mm. like if we never saw the upper class yeah. and the interview scenes and things like that and mm-hmm. we just had to go off what the prisoners said and like the lore that they built themselves i think that would leave uh, the world more to our imagination mm-hmm. which i would have mm-hmm. enjoyed more i think mm-hmm. hmm. it makes it more uh fantastical whereas now it's like okay there's just like a hundred sh- chefs sitting up there every day yeah. making tons and tons of food and like mm-hmm. we know that's how the food's getting there but if you don't know that then it's like okay what is that level zero Mm-hmm. What is up there? What what happens if you make it all the way up there? Mm-hmm. But now we know it's like, oh, you're just in a big fucking kitchen. And then they ask everybody for their favorite food. And like, if you're losing your mind, I don't think you would just eat anything. You wouldn't necessarily focus. Yeah. Well, I do like tiramisu. I'm going to wait till the tiramisu mm-hmm. comes down. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's there. It's on the menu. <laughs> it's on the They're menu. They're doing it because in their head, it's like, oh, well, you'll eventually get to eat that. Yeah. But they mm. don't realize. No. No, no, not bro. if I'm on level 300. <laughs> no, you could eat never, the silverware. Never. You could eat the silverware. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of glass for you to munch on. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yeah, he started eating his book at one point, didn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
tearing off pages. A lot of fiber in there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something. Yeah. See, you can't eat the knife. You can eat the book. Okay, I think we're ready to rate it. Unless final thoughts, anyone? No, going once, going twice. <laughs> uh, out of ten snails, what would you rate the movie? I'll start with you, Brittany. Six and a half, seven, seven. Yeah, seven out of ten snails. Okay, uh, Alex. I'm pretty generous when it comes to movies because I just like like to immerse myself in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I give eight and a half snails. So eight snails and one snail with no shell. Yeah. Okay. Aww, All snail. the meat. <laughs> it's a slug. Uh, <laughs> it snuck its way on the plate. <laughs> Escargot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, out of ten snails, I'd probably give it about six and a half as well. Like good movie. Um, not amazing. Had my issues with it, but yeah. cool enough. Definitely would check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my biggest drawback is just when so, when the message is too on the nose and heavy-handed, it just takes me out of it, but mm-hmm. it didn't detract from the quality still enough to not make it, you know, an 8 or 9, but Right. Yeah, I like the length. Mm-hmm. It was not two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> we we do enjoy those movies. Well, okay. I think that'll do it for the platform discussion and Thank you again, Alex, for hopping on and giving us your thoughts and your insights. Yes, yes. So this sounds strange. Now I'm hungry. I'm going to go make myself a little platter and put it on a platform and just eat it as a civilized human. Mm -hmm. See how much your wife leaves for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But no, no, thank you again, guys. This is amazing. I always enjoy talking to you guys. And uh, always a blast. And again, if you want to listen to more of Alex and his great podcast, it's Time for Your Hobby. He's on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you want. He also has a Patreon if you do want to support him. I definitely would suggest it. Yes, uh, thank you. Go, of course, yeah. So uh, both a uh, link to his podcast website and his Patreon will be in the description. And I'm sure you will hear from Alex again in a future episode. I talk, yeah. I talk way too much. all right so how dare you do podcasts yeah i hate you alex i know i hate me too okay so we are gonna get into our better call Saul discussion so uh editing magic talk to you in a bit we're gonna get into that better call Saul discussion now uh we're on we just watched episodes five and six yes of season five so we're almost caught up to the airing episodes uh, by next week, we will be as caught up as we can mm-hmm. because since episodes release Monday night, we will always be technically one episode behind by the time the R episode comes out. Nothing we can do about that. So what did you think, Cody? Uh, episode five, I went into it just uh, looking at the thumbnail and the title. I was honestly thinking it was going to be like a side episode of just uh, Mike mm-hmm. down in Mexico. Yeah. And it wasn't, which is cool, mm-hmm. um, but I am enjoying this little side quest that he's on, that he's forced into with Gus, because we didn't see any of him in episode six. No, yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, because he was talking to Nacho and their plan to get Lalo. And... Yeah, he's back in New Mexico. Yeah, so it was, I don't know, remembering that now, it's like, was it really a point for him being in Mexico? I think it was just, like, I kind of thought, like, Gus was like... You're going crazy. You need to fucking cool off. Yeah. And I think it did work. Like, mm-hmm. Gus kind of, like, snapped him back into it. Yeah. I think it's trying to develop the mutual respect that they eventually have for each other in Breaking Bad. And I think it shows 
in episode five, it's because like Mike is kind of he's being an asshole to Gus, and mm-hmm. he's just kind of like speaking freely, and no one really does that to Gus. And I think that's where the respect comes from, mm-hmm. because Gus knows like if Mike is unhappy or thinks it's a stupid idea, he's going to tell Gus. Yeah, and I think that's why Gus likes him and keeps him around, mm-hmm. because when you're that high up, you're surrounded by yes men, and so you need someone that's going to be like. No, this is fucking stupid. Like, yeah. we're gonna lose men. We're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about the Mexico stuff. It just... Their relationship is weird, and I think they just wanted to show, like, how they learn more about each other during this time. I don't know. It didn't... It didn't do much for me. Damn. I love Mike, so... I know. I know. Did wonders for me. I'm sure. I did like the kind of joke about how Mike's in Mexico, his phone's dead... He doesn't assume that they have, like, modern technology and tries to start building himself a phone charger. Mm -hmm. The woman figures it out and just hands him a goddamn phone charger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he could have just shown his dead phone to her, even though she doesn't speak English. And she would have just gotten him a goddamn phone charger, like, three days earlier. Yeah. I found that really funny. She could have pieced it together. Yes. Which she did. Yes. It just made me laugh. Other things in episode five, we name a more iconic duo. Vince Gilligan shows and montages. You can't. I'm just saying, very popular TV show. Uh, two popular TV shows and fucking montages. Yes. Constantly. Which montage are you referring to? In episode five, the montage of the fuckery that Saul does in front so of the house. So funny. Yes. Fucking radiation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. fucking not indian burial ground yeah but fucking artifacts like what? fuck you i was thinking about it like i for it took me a second to realize like there was just that scene where like he's making a bunch of random shit he has like tea bags on the stove or whatever and then like he has this duffel bag full of something and yeah. he's like taking a hammer to it mm-hmm. and then like kim walks in mm-hmm. and we're just like what the fuck is he doing and then it's like they don't he doesn't show us or like explain it or anything and then like the next scene you see like archaeologists like yeah brushing things off and it's like okay like yeah fucking what the hell Saul? um so yeah it's very funny and it's a very good uh montage i think because you and i both agreed we got like the best side character of the season so far the like the cop gotta make a call lowly cop just like i mean he's a lawyer and he's saying it's a law like Mm -hmm. i should double check yeah (laughs) so he's just buried in bureaucracy and he's had to drive out to this fucking house every day right yeah i cannot imagine one being a construction person trying to just do this and two beating that cop and being like well oh, fuck what did i get into yeah he's just he's got his hands tied and he has to do his job Mm-hmm. he's gotta make a call yeah and there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah not a lot really went down in episode five besides just jimmy being saul and mike and gus's relationship developing i don't remember much else yeah yeah because we didn't see nacho once nope in that episode um and kim was just tied in with jimmy's schemes she was just acting along and yeah being frustrated every time and we gotta see lane no (laughs) i mean Paige. we saw Paige. Paige. lane that's not her name Paige is um 
the in-house counsel for oh, Lisa that's right. Verde. Who is, what's Lane's name then? I can't remember. They said it because they told her to close the blinds like six times. Yes. Okay. That well, was Lane, episode six. We saw Lane. Yeah. In episode five and six. Yes. So hooray. Hooray for Lane from Gilmore Girls fame. Your favorite show. It's fine. So then episode six, Goodman versus Wexler. Wexler v. Goodman. I was waiting for the courtroom scene against them both, but what we got was so much worse. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the ending first or just... No. Okay. I got to build up to it. Damn it. Um, it's knowing Saul and seeing what the fuck he's doing. You know he's going to pull the stunt. You know he's not going to scrap the footage and scrap his plan when it comes to the meeting with Kevin. Like He can't resist he a can't. scam. No. And the scam, the video definitely is a scam. The mm-hmm. artist thing, that I think is legitimate. Yeah. And that is something that they should pay for and like should do their fair part in crediting the artist. Yeah. So I can't, I can't blame him. I also get it. Mm-hmm. thinking about Saul and putting myself in that headspace. It's like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then for Kim, yeah. <laughs> I was convinced when Kim got back that she was going to say like, oh, it didn't work out for me. I lost my job or something like that. Like I was, yeah. I was ready for, um, so I guess we are jumping to the end of the episode because that's the big thing. Yeah. Um, Kim was going to, Say that Mesa Verde didn't want to use them. Yeah. Uh, Shriker. And... Yeah, because she kept saying, like, they're tired of lawyers. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. I was they waiting got fired. for that. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, Mesa Verde pulled out from them, and because of that, Kim lost her job. And yeah. that that was going to be the breaking point. Yeah. But fucking, we got... Kim was threatening to break up and essentially saying, We like, either need to break up or we need to get married. I don't get how she gets from point A to point B. <laughs> it's... Probably the worst cliffhanger we've ever seen. Because it's not even like, oh my god, like a wedding episode. It's like, how the fuck did she get from there to there? That's what I. That's all I want to know. And it's the whip- what? Where did her thought process? Woo. And you have the whiplash of like, I was legitimately getting upset because, like, Saul's voice was cracking and stuff, and mm-hmm. like he was, they were about to break up. Yeah. That's what that scene was building up to. And yeah. It's like, or oh, we get married credits why how does that because you literally just said that you don't care about being protected and like Mm -hmm. it does it made you mad that that's was one of saul's priorities and now you're like but wait we can get married yeah i don't i don't know what her thought process was but i'm very interested to watch the next one and find out why that's her next step yeah that is this the first time this season so far where you're like fuck let's just watch the next episode no every episode i'm like let's just keep going no man yeah that it's um i was not okay with this being how they ended but like it would it made sense like did it make sense can't like if they were going to split like this is kind of like a good time for kim because she even said it like saul's never going to be able to stop yeah. He's going to keep doing this shit. He couldn't even lie and say that this is the last time that he was going to play Kim. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be it. So mm-hmm. it's frustrating for Kim. And it's 
how do you continue a relationship where you don't know when it ends? Yeah. Are you nervous for Lalo at all? I don't give a fuck about Lalo. You were getting so annoyed when he pulled out a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he got pulled like, over by dude, the cop. don't kill cops if you're trying to lay low. Lalo. I'm glad he's not an idiot. Like, Tuco would start shooting up cops, oh, yeah. I feel like. Instantly. Yeah. But Lalo seems a little more calculated. He is... Calculating, I don't know. As level-headed as a Salamanca can be. Yes. <laughs> that's what. That's how I would describe Lalo. Yeah. Like, if it was just the one cop, I think he was like, I'm going to kill this fucking cop. Oh, yeah. But then more showed up, and he's like, well, that's just dumb. Yeah, like, I will not outgun them. No. They have a numbers advantage on mm-hmm. me. So I'm interested to see how that progresses, but it would be very disappointing if Lalo is portrayed as this very calculating, you know, mastermind of the Salamancas. Like, he's who they bring in when, was it, who was basically head honcho before Lalo? Hector. Hector? Okay. And then Hector is now hospitalized, so they brought Lalo in. Yeah. So if... The one they bring in to replace Hector is just taken down by this simple little scheme. Well, it's not like a scheme. It's just like Lalo fucking killed someone and broke in and started a fire. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, like they pointed the cops in the right direction. Yeah. Like Lalo fucked up and he was too too cocky to begin with. So it's like, I don't think it's a small scheme. I think it's just like, oh, yeah, like there is a lot of shit that Lalo does that we can. Yeah get him for yeah if they have any evidence they have a strong enough lead to bring him in but they don't have enough evidence to prove he did it right so are you losing i'm gonna lose right as i was like about to start going on the offensive with because i can't move there i can't move there i'll move my rook down here mm-hmm. he'll take it checkmate yeah no god damn it rip i'm getting better I say to myself as I'm on like a five game losing streak, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, you also have to think about the grand scheme of the BB universe of where is Lalo? Like he has to be either put away or killed. And yeah. I am uh, more leaning towards, uh, he will be put away and Frank will kill him in the prison. Like that's probably what the end of Lalo's story is going to be. Yeah. And it makes sense that he wouldn't kill <clears throat> Tuco because, as we've said, like Tuco is not nearly as uh, strategic as Lalo, so he's not as big of a threat. Yeah. So that's why Fring wouldn't feel the need to kill him in prison. Yeah, I can um, see that. What about Howard? How much do you like that storyline? I don't get like. I know that Howard was connected to Chuck, and you know, enabled Chuck's behavior, and you know wasn't a nice guy all the time but like he's trying to like extend an olive branch and jimmy's just like nah fuck you i'm gonna send hookers into your restaurant to yell at you because it's funny it is funny but that's, it's that's like it. i feel like they're trying to show that howard you know realized what he did yeah chuck's death had an impact on him he tried to change his life and i don't know if he's reaching out to jimmy as you know trying to make amends for his past mistakes or if he really does consider jimmy to be a valuable asset i think both okay i think you said chuck's death kind of showed him and like he is trying to right his wrongs in whatever sense he can i'm thinking maybe jimmy's 
more annoyed that he's not considering Saul or Jimmy as like someone that could be of value to the firm. He's seeing it as a way to make himself feel better and is like good deed after changing his life. I don't know if that's why Jimmy's I, like, no, fuck you. It wouldn't surprise me if Jimmy's like, mm-hmm. well, you're only doing this now because Chuck's dead and yeah. you want another McGill in the law firm. Mm-hmm. And also I think Jimmy slash Saul is like, well, my private thing is doing fine, so yeah. I don't need your goddamn money and I'm yeah. going to send hookers into your lunch luncheon. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Even the scene before it where he got the ladies of the night out of jail or the court and one of them was like do you want a quick tug as a repayment mm-hmm. it's like holy shit she These... said rub and tug sorry to be clarified and when she was talking to howard she said a uh, tugboat yeah no it was like uh you don't get a cruise ship and then only pay for a tugboat if you know what i mean very good scene very good characters don't know why saul is looking for these type of clients it just seems like such a stressful headache to deal with these people you never run out of criminals no you don't especially when you get 50 percent off (laughs) non-violent crimes Uh, anyway yeah i am watch better call saul if you aren't already are you gonna say that every episode yes (laughs) go watch it it's good. Probably going to be up there for show of the year for us. So, Unless we forget about it. I'm, I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. So thanks again for listening. Uh, make sure you go check out Time for Your Hobby. And then once you're done doing that, go check out our past episodes. Go to our Twitter. Uh, there are some Chloe pictures. Go to our, uh, we have Instagram, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, all that good stuff. We're on there. And we will see you next week talking about more Saul and some other stuff. Bye.